We're dark and will and we are off the rail, off the rails, and we are off the rails, off the rails, yeah, off the rails. Oh, welcome. You're listening to Off the Rails, one of the internet's newest and hottest podcasts, with your host. Will and Doug. I'm Doug, and with me as always, welcome, who William! Hello, Douglas. Hello, hello. Welcome. Yes, welcome hi, welcome. Welcome to March. It is March. We got through February. It is March. Hi, how are you? That's how it happens. That is what happens. Once you get through February, the next month that comes around is March. Uh, happy March Madness to you. I'm is that, is there... Oh, there is probably sports going on in there. Is there some basketball happening? Is are these kids playing still? Yeah, yeah. yeah. College bat. I just wrapped up the Arkansas Razorback game. They moved to twenty and five. Got a win. March Madness starts in two weeks, uh, and it's all playing being played in one location, Indianapolis. It's 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 going to be legit. It's going to be good. It's going to happen this year. So things are on the nice. Nice. Who's 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 the top five? Yeah. I don't know anything about college basketball right now. The top, well, that, that's understandable. The, the number one team in America is Gonzaga. They are undefeated, I believe, 21 and 0. Uh, number two is Michigan, but they are currently getting curb stomped by Illinois, who is number four. Uh, number three is Baylor. They won tonight. They're 19 and 1. I do not know who number five is currently. I think it's another Big Ten team, probably Ohio State. There's like four Big Ten teams in the top eight. So. Can you use curb stomp as a description of somebody getting beat today? Uh, you, you, do you mean it like it's yeah. too offensive? Yeah, I feel, like, too offensive of I feel like curb stomp could oh, get you in know. trouble nowadays. I know I'm saying I've ever heard anybody get in trouble for saying curb stomp. Boy, that's just such a visual that it just seems like we might get canceled because of this now. I'm a yeah. little... Well, there there was a wrestler whose finishing move was the curb stomp, and he had to get rid of that move. But I don't recall why. I don't know that it's a negative word in 2021. I know there's a lot of canceling going on. I haven't heard that. I'm not keeping up though. Uh, so I'll just go. I'll go ahead and say I'm sorry. Uh, anybody else need to so what? How, what are, yeah. Okay. Good. Perfect. <laughs> You're sorry. No curb stomping. What? Uh, what you been? Now what what is what what word can I use? Just beat down is beat down. I'm beat down negative as well. What should I use? Yeah, I feel like you can say yeah. beat down. Beat down. Yeah, you can say beat down. You can say. Okay. You can say getting fucked up. Uh, you can you can okay. say uh, taking a bullet. <laughs> you can say uh, they're okay. getting the they're getting the throat okay. slit. Uh, you you can say okay. taking right. taking behind the shed and getting an ass whooping. Okay. Are you you're writing this down? I'm pretty okay. sure, right? I'm pretty sure you can say all of that without any any worries. Well, Michigan is currently getting their throat slit <laughs> by Illinois right now uh, on on yeah. on the TV. Suckers. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know what suckers means in that. Is that Michigan is the suckers? Yeah, I is think so. You, the you team, whoever about? you said was losing, then they make them the suckers. Yeah, I think so. Now, Douglas, uh, since you have not been keeping up with college basketball, will you be doing a March Madness? I don't program? think I've done one in several years. Um, I, okay. 
boy, you just uh, uh, I had due to the fact that I didn't realize even anything was happening. That I don't know why I'm in a tailspin right now, and whether or not I'm going to do a bracket. I, I, I can't even. I can't. Even. I didn't. You know what? I I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to throw you off so hard on that one. Don't you know? Don't worry about it, Douglas. Think about it for next week's pod, and then come back. I don't know if I can break. We might have to cancel yep. the show. I'm in such. I'm in. I am just. I don't even know what where I'm at right now. Am I filling out a bracket? Holy okay. shit! I don't know. Now I'm stressed out about whether or not I'm going to do a bracket. Now I feel like I need to get on the computer and start figuring out who's doing what, who's even. Oh man, <clears throat> I'll probably do a bracket. Huh. Okay, man. All right. Well, that's yes. That settles that. That settles that. <laughs> well, let's move in to some things. There's some things I want to talk about here, William. Um, I had uh, I had uh, uh, I've had a rough week. Uh, myself on this side of things. Thanks for asking how my week was. Um, I had a terrible <laughs> uh, weekend. With I'm sitting here waiting. I'm like, all right, well, let's see if he's going to say, how was your week, Doug? No, no. <laughs> we got – we. We went off the rails on the bracket situation and completely bamboozled our conversation. That would have I would I would have gone there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You had a bad week. Please let me know about it. <laughs> to be expected to go off the rails. Um so yeah, um Thursday, Friday, I had to take my mom take my mom. I had to have an ambulance, take my mom to the hospital, to the emergency room on Friday. Um Due to the fact that she literally hadn't eaten for the last month, um, we had to. Uh, she had a doctor's appointment on January 24th, where she was uh, diagnosed with shingles. I don't know if you know anything about shingles, but they are extremely painful for people. A lot of nerve ending pain, rash, itchy. It's a bitch. Don't get shingles. Get your shingles vaccination, boys and girls. Um, my mom had the vaccination years and years and years and years and years and years ago, but the doctor recommended she get another one. But the strange thing about the vaccination is the doctors won't actually give you a vaccination. You got to go get it like a, like at a pharmacy, like at a Walgreens or a CVS. It was very weird. And I asked about the shingles vaccination at the hospital. I'm like, nah, we don't give those. What? It's incredible. Um, so anyways, so shingles, it fucked her up. She couldn't, she wasn't hungry. She couldn't drink anything. She didn't have an appetite. She wasn't thirsty. On top of that, she takes a diuretic, which makes you pee. Um, and so she got really dehydrated, turns out. When we got to the uh, emergency room after about 30 minutes, the doctor came back and said, you have acute kidney failure. And said, we're going to have to probably start doing dialysis, which is three times a week for like the rest of your life. Or you got to get a kidney transplant. So Friday evening was very uh, stressful and worrisome. Um, but luckily she bounced back quickly. She was just so dehydrated and her body was so full of toxins, um, that she just made her super sick and, and unable to do anything and, and eat and have an appetite and, and hold things down. Led to extreme severe, dangerous dehydration, acute kidney failure, pumped her back up with some fluids Thursday, Friday, uh, no Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, she improved enough where they said, you don't need dialysis. We don't envision dialysis in the near future. Um, she's feeling much better. She's back home. 
uh, we're back on track and things are great. Very, uh, very worrisome uh, couple days there, though. The whole last month was scary, um, but ending in acute kidney failure was terrible. Um, so mom's is doing good. Mom's is back home. Mom's is feeling a lot better. We're happy to have her back home. Everything's uh, back on the up and up on that side. So that's what I've been doing for the last month and for the last weekend, uh, dealing with that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and Monday, she got out in the, in the uh, 11 o'clock. The, one of the observations though, that I have about the hospital is, uh, I don't, you know, I've been, I've had to take my mom to the hospital of, on, I don't know, five separate other occasions for other things. And maybe I just wasn't paying attention back then as to how crazy it is. But this week, mainly on Friday, the first day out of the ER, we went on the ER. Uh, God damn, my days are off. We went into the ER Friday evening around four o'clock. They didn't get her up until room until 1030. Um, <laughs> which they, they told us about six. Okay, we're going to get you upstairs, check you in. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We're just waiting for a bed to open up. We're really busy on the fifth floor, which is where you go for kidney malfunction, I guess. Whatever they do that on the fifth floor. Okay. Uh, and he's like, yeah, we're just waiting on a bed to open up and we'll get you up there. And the six o'clock rolls, seven o'clock, eight o'clock rolls around. They're still coming in on occasion, just giving us a heads up. Hey, we're going to get you upstairs. And I'm just if the if they're that full on that floor that they don't have an available bed, like people don't get sent home from the hospital at 10 o'clock at night. It's not often that it's like, yeah, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and send you home. And they do it at night. They, it's usually a daytime activity. And this guy kept coming to us and saying, oh, we're just, just waiting for a bed to open up. And then I'm just getting, now I've got terrible thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, obviously nobody's going out on their own volition at 10 o'clock at night. Like you guys like have people on the verge of death. And you're just waiting for him to drop so another bed will open up. I don't know what happened, but they finally got her into a bed about 1030. I hope somebody checked out uh, on their own and and not a uh, terrible way. But the next day, <laughs> bright and early in the morning, the flow of traffic is insane. The, in, the, the people coming in and out of her room is is enough to just drive you crazy, uh, make you want to just get up and leave. We've got the doctor coming in, asking questions, and and some of the stuff's not accurate. And what there's like every single person that came in would be like, uh, "So I see here you had a lack of appetite and you were vomiting. That's what brought you in here." We're like, "No, she didn't vomit. We never said she was vomiting." Uh, and a lack of appetite is an understatement. We said that she literally hasn't eaten in a month and she had nausea and pains. That's what brought us in. And that's what we told everybody. But never did anybody ever say the reasons we said we were here. They had their own separate reasons. And it was infuriating because every person that came in said the same thing. So we'd have to repeat. No, that's not why we're here. So you got the doctor coming in. You've got the doctors, I don't even know what they're called, personal assistant, the DPA, DA, AD. They're basically the doctor. Um, they do everything for the doctor. Um, but so the doctor comes in, then this person comes in, the doctor's assistant, PA, whatever, literally asks the same question, says the exact same thing as the other doctor. There's really nothing different other than it's a different person. Then you've got the nurses. 
You got the nurse techs, student nurses, a head nurse that would come in and ask how all the other nurses are doing. You have physical therapy coming in, occupation therapy coming in, ultrasound tech coming in, some person to come in and do an EKG, prescription specialists, dietitians, chaplain, therapy dog people, magazine salesmen, balloon animal artists. I mean, everybody's just coming in and out of this room back time. I just backed to back. One person out. Okay, we'll get some rest, relax, take it easy, and and somebody will be in in a little bit. Ten minutes later, another person's coming in, turning on the lights. My mom's a vampire. She has to stay in the dark. No lights. We don't keep lights on in this house of ours. It's dark. And I know I've expressed this to you on many occasions where I'm chatting with you or I've seen you on a Snapchat. I'm like, why you got all those lights on? You have every light in the house. Or what are you all trying to see? What are you doing right now? Nothing. Looking at my cell phone on my computer, watching TV. Like, you need light for that? I don't understand why you got to have every light in the house on. That's, that's an issue with us. So we're vampires. So everybody comes in. <laughs> everybody comes in and they turn every light on in the room. And, my, and that's my mom could have a fucking knife in her stomach that we're waiting for somebody to come pull out. But she would complain more about the lights getting turned on than the pain she's got in her gut or whatever issue she's having. When the lights come on, she screams a bloody murder. Like, no, what are you doing? Why do you turn? And it's just, oh, it's incredible. So they keep coming in, turn the lights on, and then they leave. Well, get ready, you know, rest up, take it easy. Well, and then boom, somebody's in, back in. Oh, it's just, it's insane how many people come in and out and nobody knows anything. I'm like, don't y'all like cross paths in the hall? Isn't there a chart that we can look at? I see all of you logging into the computer and looking at stuff. You guys pull out pieces of paper and act like you're reading, but nobody has a clue of what's going on. They're all asking the same questions. It's infuriating, comical. Um, that was my experience. That's what I, one of the things I wanted to talk about. Okay. Now, why did the why does the balloon people ask you what kind of symptoms your mom? Yeah, has? we'll see while they're while they're making animals, they're just shooting the shit and be like, oh, well, what brings you in? What? How come you were here today? Word on the streets is, you know, and you're like, no, balloon animal artist, that's not actually accurate. And they're like, oh, here's a dog, and then they leave. Okay, gotcha. Well. uh, I, that was the one question I had. I started to hear about that experience. Sounds awful. Um, I hope that your mom's gets to feeling better. I'm glad she's back in her safe confines of the dungeon. Um, and I hope that she stays there for a, a, a while to go without any further, further hospital visits. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm glad to hear she's back. She's home. back home. She's hydrated. She's doing well. She took, they took her off a bunch of medications. She's no longer on oxygen, which is weird. Um, but that's awesome as well. So things are looking good. We're feeling good about what's going on. Um, that that leads me into something here. I do want to give a shout out to uh, a couple of gentlemen. I had come over to the house yesterday to do some uh, junk removal. I called up College Hunks Hauling. Uh, junk re- College, College Hunks. Hunks. So... Uh, H-U-N-K-S Hunks Okay I could have called 1-800-JUNK-REMOVAL 
I could have called another junk removal. I chose college hunks to come in and remove some junk for me. And I want to give a shot. Was it the, uh, was it the picture? Like, was there a picture that, uh, kind of got you into calling them over 1-800-JUNK. Yeah, like level. like a picture of just two pieces of man meat. Two, like, what kind of picture yeah. are you picturing? That's, I was thinking of two pieces <laughs> of man meat. So yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. Go ahead. Give, give it shot. wasn't. It wasn't the picture of two greased up shirtless hot college hunks coming over. Actually, I don't remember what the website looks like. I just looked up the number and, and called them. I went with college hunks, but because for some reason, I don't know if it's national. I don't know if it's just in Lincoln. Um, I've never heard of it. But in my brain, I was picturing just local college dudes that started it, and they're probably undercutting everybody else's prices, and they're going to be cheaper than everybody. And so I went with them thinking they'd be the cheapest. I don't know what anybody else charges. I don't know what the competitors charged. I went with them just because in my brain, I thought they would be the cheapest of all of them because I thought it was just the startup and some local dudes trying to earn some extra cash. I don't know if that was the case, but two nice gentlemen came over. I don't know how you say this guy's name. L-U-E-T-H. Luth? We'd go with that. I don't, I don't want to butcher it. So we'll go Luth with and Lucas. Going to give Luth and Lucas a shout out for coming over, helping clean up some trash, some boxes. I had boxes on boxes, some old TVs, a bunch of old shit that I wanted to get out of the house. Uh, they saw one of them. I don't know who who was who saw the the studio and asked what the studio was all about. I told them that we did a podcast and whatnot, and they were really excited about it and said they were going to be listening and. I told him we'd give him a shout out. So appreciate it, boys, for coming by and taking all the junk away. Uh, it was, uh, I appreciated it. And that's your shout out, gentlemen. Um, at some point in time, as I'm expecting you, go ahead. What's, what, what's the name again? College Hunks Hauling. Okay. Yeah. So I was hoping at some point in time you go, oh, yo, were they actually college hunks? And that's when I was going to go, yeah, I don't know. Not your stereotypical college hunks. I haven't been to college since 2002, so I don't know what the hunks look like nowadays, but they weren't what I would picture as a college hunk. They actually looked like, I would say, and no disrespect, boys, if you're actually listening, uh, but I think one of them, they definitely were not your stereotypical college hunks. One of them, I would say, looked like a very young Chris Rock. Um the real skinny young Chris Rock. And then the other guy looked like a young Seth Rogen without the glasses or facial hair. So why do you keep calling? Why do you keep referring to them as did I say boys, guys, a couple of fellas? Well, I don't know. I just say it's the, Hey, I'm going to go hang out with the boys later. I'm going to the bar. We're going to go. I'm going to go see the boys. Go ahead. Oh, well, now you make me feel like that's weird that I was calling about the, the men. That seems a little odd, too. Yeah, the men came by. What are to say? The guys? The dudes? I don't know. I don't know. Well, now I feel all weird about the fact that I was calling them. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm changing. God dang. I don't. I'm sorry. 
Uh, good job to Luke and and Lucas. 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 Luke. Lucas. Luke. Okay. <laughs> you know, one of the things why we when we were in the hospital, we watched a lot of TV. Not a lot to do there watching TV. I saw a commercial for Temptation Island. Do you know anything about this Temptation Island? Uh, it's a reality dating show is all I know. Other than that, zero, zilch, zip, nada, no. I don't know if I've ever heard of it. I can't believe I've never heard of it, but I cannot wait to watch it. Here is the synopsis or the, the description of Temptation Island. In this social experiment, four couples at a crossroads in their relationship put their love to the test by giving, quote, single life a try. On the Hawaiian island of Maui, they'll take a break from each other while living in separate houses with sexy singles to discover if there's another partner with whom they are more compatible. In the end, will the couple leave together or will they leave with one of the island's tempters or will they break up and go home alone whatever the outcome there's going to be plenty of drama along the way i think i think that's just fantastic four couples that are in a relationship are going to go to maui and live separately with a bunch of hot ass fucking single people that are trying to fuck (laughs) that's that's just a disaster waiting to happen. There's no way that these 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 couples that are at a crossroad in their relationship I, I, cut it out. How do you think how how do you think that couples who are at a crossroads decide that they want to be a part of a cast? of this particular show like how does how does a couple in a crossroad come to this show how do you think that happens how do you think that casting happens i think yes i'm good question how does a couple at a crossroads find out that there's a show out there for couples at a crossroads that want to see if they want to fuck other people (laughs) how do you even find that show i don't know i've never understood how casting for these shows even happen that uh, just like you said a couple i don't know do they, it's on US. Already, yeah, don't we already have the answer? Like, if you're looking for other people to have sex with, maybe you already know the answer to the to the issue, and is is that you want to get down with some other people? It, it's already been settled. It's 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 known. Before well, yeah, you but go on Temptation Island. But is that the is that what the crossroad is? Is the crossroad because? They want to, they're not, they are thinking about uh, sleeping with other people or is the crossroad that they're like, I don't know if this is the person I want to be with. Um, either way, uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing good that's going to come of this other than for the no. viewer. I mean, for the viewer, I, I just don't see how this is a fail. This seems like quality television and it's on USA Network. So, yeah, how did, how did they know to go to USA and find out if there's a show? You know, honey. I'm really not happy with our relationship, but I was thinking maybe we should find something where we can live separately and see if we want to fuck other people. And then we'll decide whether or not that we want to live together and be married and happy together. You know, that's a great idea. I don't know. I can't wait, though. I cannot wait. It's going to be fantastic. USA Network, Temptation Island. We're not paid for this. Go check it out.
<laughs> I mean, this is like the 35th show kind of loosely based on this type of storyline for a reality show with hot people trying to have sex with one another. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know that I look at it that it's just about <laughs> hot people that want to have sex with each other. This is yeah, about you saw the previews, right? Yeah, hot people that look like they want to fuck each other. When I saw those people, I was like, they fuck. What? That's what I said. I looked at all those people. I was watching. I was like, look at that show. I was like, they fuck. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll go with that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) you, You sold me. Uh, I'm going to go check this preview out so I can see that. But that's not what it's about, William. It's not about just that. It's about, I mean, we got to really think about this. This is about the couples at a crossroad. You know, they now, were do, we fun- know, do we know how long these couples have been together? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Does it state that? Okay. okay. Uh, what I know is what I've I've read from the Temptation Island website on USA he's talking about it that's that's what i know the commercial which go ahead how old were these couples to you what how what what age group we're talking early 20s yeah i felt like they were they were early to mid 20s i can't there's no way there's any of them great in their 30s so no couples who are really at the crossroads like in their 40s or 50s i tell you what the dudes look like they look like at home they work at college hunks hauling and they've been lifting some shit Every day. I mean, these are some beefy, bad motherfuckers. They fuck. I'm telling you, this is going to be a good show. God damn it. <laughs> hey, uh, it's College Hunk. Did you ask him about the name College Hunks? Because it's Hunks a play off the word junks, and they just change it from junks to honks. Oh, that's a good. Think? No, because it's spelled. It's spelled H-A-U-N-K. And how you spell hunk? How do you spell hunk? Holy shit. I just realized maybe I don't know how to spell hunk. Oh God! What's happening? College Huxinger. What did I say? Oh, that's it. You've been listening to Off the Rails. I am your your challenged co-host, Doug H U N K S. What did I say? H A U N K Hunks. Oh my God! I don't. Nothing. I don't know. Nope. I just right there. What, you did. You learned that I'm. I'm still as dumb as I was last week. <laughs> That's what you've learned. And the week prior to that, the fact that I, in my brain, when you said "honk junk," the only difference is the first letter, <laughs> H J. It makes a lot of sense. They can't get. And in my brain, I'm like, no, it's H A U. How is junk J U N K and hunk H A U N K a play on? Oh man, I don't want to play anymore. Oh boy, I'm done. You take over. I just, I'm just gonna. That's embarrassing. Shout out to Luth and Lucas and Temptation Island on the USA Network. Hey, do you know what? Yeah, good. You know what hunks stands for in college hunks? I'm done. I'm not answering any more of your questions. Um, in Can regard, I tell you? Can I tell you? Are you on the website or something? Yeah, tell me. Yes, yeah. Honest, uninformed, or... <laughs> Maybe. 
Wait, maybe it's uniformed. Oh my god! <laughs> did you just outdumb me? <laughs> no, no, did you... I did not. Oh, but it says okay. nice, knowledgeable service. I think it's uniformed. It's not uninformed because uninformed makes no sense. But it's U N I F O R M E D. Honest, uniformed, nice, knowledgeable service. Damn it! Uh, I like uninformed. We... Yeah, you're just some <laughs> dumb guys. I mean, you're so rude. We got the college hunks, the real dumb ones. That's why they're here. Oh man, that's not the case. These are some bright individuals. We should move on. I tried to change the subject, but you brought it up. You, I was. We had a couple voicemails from last week. Do we want to hear those voicemails? Yeah, absolutely. I love hearing these voicemails. Okay, do it now. The person that that left the voicemails has requested that we don't play the voicemails. So here's the first voicemail that we were left from the individual that has asked me not to play or recommended not playing them. Here's the first one. This is from Amzy again. It's in regards to Golden Girls, and it blew my mind. Okay. To add another layer to the discussion Whoa. about Golden Girls being in their 50s when they seem a lot older, Um. Now, in 2021, it has recently been announced that Sex in the City is going to have a reboot, and pretty sure that the actual synopsis of that show is women in their 50s navigating through life in New York City. So, compare that to the Golden Girls, and if they're in their 50s, and the Sex in the City women are in their 50s, I don't know. Does that break your brain a little bit? I think it might. Yes. Yes, it does break my brain a little bit. I had told William about this um, the other day that, uh, or hell, I don't remember, Snapchat something. I told you about this call that she said that. Mm -hmm. And I had said to you, if the Golden Girls was actually, in fact, in their 50s, and that's when you educated me that, well, I said that last week that it was in their fifties. <laughs> I don't know what that where the hell I was at. I never heard that part of the conversation. Yes. That, that's a good impression of me, Douglas, by the way. Thank you. I work on it. I practice that. Yeah, so basically, uh I'm still kind of blown. I, I mean, we're so very topical uh, conversation here, by the way. We're talking about the Golden Girls from in the eighties. Uh but yes, I sent you that tweet saying that Sarah Jessica Parker's character uh, is going to be, I, I believe it was 53. She's going to be 53 for this reboot, which is the same age that Blanche from the Golden Girls was when the Golden Girls started. And it just makes no sense whatsoever. Basically, Sex in the City is a ripoff of the Golden Girls, and it, they look like completely different people. Again, the Golden Girls, I thought, were retirees, and now I'm finding out in 2021 that they were not. It's just... It's nutty. It's crazy. It's stupid. It, it, it it's crazy proper. that absolutely the difference between the eighties and now. The difference that these ladies were. I don't know. I mean, they definitely port. They and maybe today I wouldn't think they were. If you, I don't even know because it does ruin my brain. I would have never thought they were in their fifties at all. But the way they dressed. 
the decor of their house, the 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 clothes that they wore, their hair. Uh, they just were made, to, in my opinion, I think maybe they were just made to look older than they were, or maybe they just chose women that aged poorly. I don't know, B. Arthur, what was, is that even what her name was? She was looked like she yeah. was in her 50s when she was in her 20s. So that's maybe why they chose that individual. I don't know, but I guess it's crazy. And you know, these ladies in uh, Sex in the City, what they, they all still look like they're in their 30s probably, right? I don't know. I haven't yeah, seen I mean, it. No, none of them are going to have gray hair. Uh, they're, they're certainly not going to dress in the style uh, that Golden Girls. I mean, they're going to be dressed in what cheap, fashionable. I mean, they're going to look like people in their thirties, and they're probably going to be chasing younger men. I believe in the show as well in their forties and thirties. So it's uh, it's. I'm looking at pictures of Sarah Jessica Parker right now, and. When I look at her, I do not think of B. Arthur. <laughs> like, no. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. It reminds me, Douglas, and I don't know if you, if you recall this, but um, Wilford Brimley, when he was in Cocoon, was like a 48 or something like that. There's a Twitter uh, uh, profile out there that provides pictures of people who are now the same age as what Wilford Brimley was in the movie Cocoon. And Wilford Brimley looks like he's like 90. And so, it, you know, Matthew McConaughey has been a part of this group and they show Matthew McConaughey and Tom Cruise and Hugh Grant and all these other people who reached that um, Wilford Brimley age. And it just shows the stark difference of how major <laughs> some people can just look extremely old and then other guys like uh, the Hugh Grants and the Tom Cruises, who's in his 60s at this point, still look like they're barely a day over 30. Oh, I love it. I love it. Temptation Island. So the next call that we have is from <laughs> Amzi as well. And uh, this one is in regards to something you had brought up last week. Here's the second call from Amzi, who is not wanting to be heard on the podcast now for the second time this evening quick thing just wanted to let you know that 411 is actually information um that is something that i am also now wondering if that's still around because i think people would mostly just google it now or ask their digital assistant but the call before you dig number is actually 811 that is yeah. a universal number across the whole United States, nationwide. Mm -hmm. You can call, report your project at least two days before, and then they can come and mark your yard to have you avoid hitting a power line, hitting a gas line, hitting any sort of thing. Could be bad business if you sever some sort of underground buried thing um so just wanted to make sure if anyone's out there digging a grave that they know it's 811 so very nice of her to call to make sure that people knew that if you're digging a grave don't call that number it's that it's 811 but you you made an observation immediately following our podcast last week didn't you okay i, I don't know so I don't know. the day well, what, the what night <laughs> That exact same point that you realized that immediately following the podcast. Oh, that, thank you. Yes. I yeah, actually, so, uh, 
I, I hit you up the next one. It was, I went to bed thinking that we had a fine pod. It was, it was fine. Uh, there were some funny moments. I uh, went to bed feeling fine. And then I woke up in the morning knowing that I messed up the 411 number. It was the very first thought that occurred to me when I woke up is that I stupidly uh, kept referring to the dig number as 411. So I felt pretty stupid uh, and embarrassed. You told me to calm down, relax. It'll be fine. Uh, so And so I appreciate the MC calling and also making that correction. Yeah, that is good stuff. Um, we had uh, one individual talk to me uh, this week via text message, and, and then I ended up calling him. Uh, he's, he was like, so that's the first thing that comes to your mind after uh, after being murdered because uh, somebody was hungry to find out if you can dig or not? I was like, well, yes. Um, speaking of that individual, he no, we're not going to go to that yet. Hey, uh, hey, hey! I do want to point out though. I, I believe that four one one still does exist, and technically, you could probably call four one one. And based on the fact that they are information, they will provide you with the number to the the dig line. <laughs> yeah, I agree completely. Four one one is still okay to call in the event that you're trying to. Dig somebody a grave that you just murdered because you're angry. You call 411 and they go, Oh, actually, you need to call 811. You're like, Oh, okay, thank you. And then you hang up and call 811. So, either way you look at it, you can still call 411. Yeah. Okay, we should move on. It was a poorly thought out stick. It didn't work. We'll move on. It's fine. It's fine. Well, Speaking of poorly thought out, um, and maybe it wasn't poorly thought out, um, you uh, were going to cover the Cam Newton and Oklahoma City football player stuff that had happened. What's that all about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Douglas. If you can recall, the, be- the beginning of the week in news started out normally enough uh, that there was a video uh, posted of a high school kid and a Cam Newton in an argument with each other. And the the kid, the high school kid, was telling Cam Newton he was trash. And Cam Newton was letting him know that he's rich. And then the high school, so they go in this back and forth, and the high school kid starts saying that he's about to be poor. Cam's about to be poor. Um, and it turned into this larger-than-life story, which is the way things happen these days. It became a viral sensation. The, the kid had to release an apology. Stephen A. Smith covered it. ESPN covered it. It was all over the news. Did you see any of this happen when it happened, Douglas? Who had to make an apology? The kid had to make an apology? The the kid. The kid had to apologize. (sighs) Fuck that. That kid should not have apologized. Um, I did see the video one time um, in passing. Um... I thought it was hilarious. I think the I don't know. People were like, "Oh, respect your elders. You shouldn't do that." And they it was ribbing. They're busting each other's balls. It's not. I think it's fine and it's perfectly acceptable. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Cam was he wasn't. What's Cam carry? It's a kid, and Cam's a billionaire, so it's just fine. I have no problem with it. I don't think anybody needed to apologize. I did see it one time, but I didn't. I forgot it even happened. I didn't see anything about it the next day. I didn't realize it became that big of a deal. So that's, I guess that's what I'm getting at. I had no idea that somebody, you know, <laughs> got the kid to apologize or that Stephen A. Smith and all these other people were talking about it. 
I think, I mean, shit, that happens all of the time. The only difference is this time somebody got it on camera. One of the other kids was recording while they were jaw jacking. Now, I do think it's probably pretty shitty. Was Cam, did, was this Cam's camp? Uh, that's the part I haven't quite figured out. So it's a seven on seven tournament. Cam does throw his own seven on seven tournaments. He was there coaching his team, uh, but I, couldn't get specific information whether it was a tournament he held because I did see some people bring up that point. Like this kid is at a Cam Newton football camp heckling Cam <laughs> Newton, which is preposterous on its face. It's ridiculous. And how are you going to tell you, – you were fine with it. But how are you going to say to an NFL player who's six foot five, 260 pounds, who has won a national champion in high school – or excuse me, college, the Heisman Trophy, the number one pick in the NFL, NFL MVP, been to the Super Bowl, has made probably $150 million in his life. How are you going to tell Cam Newton he's trash? That's ridiculous. That like, is ridiculous. That's, hor- that's horrible smack talk. Like, that's ridiculous. Only thing I heard him say, only thing I heard the kid say is that you're going to be broke, which I thought it was also terrible trash talk to say to somebody that's making millions upon millions upon millions a year. And then endorsements alone, you know, dude can live off endorsements alone, I'm sure. Uh, for him to, to choose the trash talk of, you're going to be broke, is a terrible, uh, terrible thing to say. I mean, in translation, I think that what the kid was saying is you're about to be cut from the team. You're not going to be getting a paycheck anymore. You're not going to be bringing any money because nobody's going to pick you up because you suck. I think that's what that translates into, um, which, you know, these, that's not saying you had a shitty career. That's just saying currently I think you suck. So well, he did. He, he did call him trash. Oh, he did say you're trash. Yeah, that's how it started out with that. He called him trash and Cam uh, came over to him to figure out why he was being smack talked by a high school kid. And then that's when the, the video recording started. And that's when the back and forth. And then Cam wanted to speak to the kid's daddy. Uh, the kid's daddy wasn't anywhere around. I think a coach came over to kind of separate everybody and be on the way. And then, and then it, the, for some reason, the news just picked it up. And I even became very entertained by the story because the thought of a kid in high school just talking trash to one of the <laughs> one of probably the best college quarterbacks in the last 25 years just amazed me. Um, and so I couldn't get enough for the story until it finally just died down. Nice. I like it. What what happened? Explain the – now, I've seen the Oklahoma City football video. I don't know which one of the dudes in the video is the actual college player. So I I, I lost interest in the story because I couldn't figure <laughs> out who was who. In the video, every time I watch it, so I was finally just like, "Ah, oh, forget it! I don't even know which one to." <laughs> and so I stopped paying attention altogether. Okay, so again, this is another story. I don't really understand how it became a national story. And then there was a point to where I was like, "Well, maybe it's not a national story." And like some reason, my computer is just picking up an algorithm that makes me think I should be interested in this story, and maybe it's not. But I, I kept seeing it. Like I saw Pat McAfee uh, talk about it on his radio show. So all of a sudden, it was all over Twitter. Uh, the two guys, the two taller guys, one's in a turtleneck, the other guys wearing a coat, are talking to two sh- visibly shorter guys. Um, one of and and those are the football players. The one in particular was and stop me if you knew this. It was an award, Douglas. He was the national 
holder of the year last year in college football. Did you know that? Uh, no, I did not know that, nor did I know that was a thing. Yeah, so the person who uh, takes the snap from the center to place down for the kicker, he won that award. National oh, shit. That didn't even, I didn't even compute what you were saying. I was thinking <laughs> of the center the whole time. Oh, my God. So the guy that holds the ball for the field goal kicker, has a. there's a national that guy? Yeah, he a won national... the award for the best placeholder in the uh, college football. <laughs> so they're they're in a they're in a bathroom and obviously most like most fights we see on the internet uh, something's already happened uh the lawyers come out stating that spencer jones the football player was trying to be the peacekeeper there's nothing in this video that makes me think that he was trying to be a peacekeeper uh him and his buddy were clearly uh trying to get roped into a fight with these two dudes who they were oversized uh, but what happened is both of them got their ass kicked by these two dudes. And ultimately what happened is they, they picked a fight with two kids who have basically been training in MMA their entire lives. Um, so the, the football player, Spencer Jones, uh, broke his orbital uh, socket, I believe is what it's called, uh, and almost lost his eye, um, had in like an eight-hour procedure. Um, so he ended up on the wrong end of the deal. And on top of that, He's now on video for everybody in America to see. He got into a fight in a bathroom with a dude, picked the fight, and then got his ass kicked. So that's going to be that's going to be tough to live down. Okay, once again, now I'm confused. Who who started the fight? Well, who which, who say, broke their orbital bone? The football player had his orbital bone broken by the MMA fighter. So that did that happen before that video? No, that happened in the video. That happened in the video. So, oh, I didn't see the little guy. I didn't see the little guy take a punch. I didn't think the he got guy, hit. The little guy did not take a punch. That's <laughs> well. How did he break his orbital bone? The little guy did not break his orbital bone. The the little guy was the MMA fighter. He was the, the football player. I thought the little guy was the football player. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I thought the little dude, you said there was two tall dudes and two little dudes. I thought the little dudes were the football players. The the tall dudes are the the football players, David. You know what? Let's go ahead and move on. We can move on. Well, that leads us to... Uh, that leads us to Sackgate. Oh, my Lord. The transitions on this show are stellar. Um, I don't actually – this is going to be a twist. We've got a twist for Sackgate this week. I haven't been to the grocery store yet since I've been dealing with hospital stuff and things like that. So the Sackgate is not – the Sackgate's not coming from Lincoln. It's coming from Willside in the great state of Arkansas. What do you have to report on Sackgate in Arkansas, William? Doug, I'm very excited. Uh, I made it uh, my idea last week that I would go ahead and do a grocery pickup from my local neighborhood Walmart. Uh, uh, I ordered, I tried to get some of the same things that you speak about, the six pack of Coke with the handle, uh, a gallon jug of water, 
and a sack of potatoes. So that's what I ordered along with about $20 of other stuff as well. Made the pickup order, brought the vehicle back to my home. I snapped you throughout the experience. I did want to know, so I saved it until I got into the driveway, into the garage, opened up my vehicle. I saw three sacks, and then between those three sacks, I saw a six-pack of Coca-Cola, a gallon of water, and a sack of potatoes unsacked in my vehicle. Yes! First of all, I love the fact that you got the potatoes in the water. You had said you were going to place the order. I knew you got the six-pack of Coke, but as I'm watching this Snapchat, and I saw the six-pack of Coke, and then you said potatoes i was like oh shit he got did he get the yep there's the water they didn't sack <laughs> any of them they didn't sack the potatoes they didn't sack the coke and they didn't sack the water did you or was there anywhere for you to have said something along the lines of put everything in a sack there there was a, a place for comments but i wanted to do this sans comments no okay. comments on this one just wanted to see how they did it what their process was go from there so that's that's what we have at this point so obviously i have to do it again and this time we will put the comment please place everything in a sack so i mean yeah that's first of all that's crazy to me so this is this is this is standard this is standard grocery store etiquette to not sack these items uh i mean that's just that's the proofs in the pudding sure we've only done walmart and high V. But I don't need to go anywhere else. I mean, if Walmart's not sacking those things and Hy-Vee's not sacking them, neither is Target, Aldi, or anybody else. It's just not happening. I refuse to believe it. It's crazy to me that they didn't sack those items because it's just, why not? Put them in a sack. <laughs> uh, unrelated, Doug, I did want to point out that uh, uh, I also purchased a bag of crackers, um, and they provided me a empty box with no bag or crackers inside the box. <laughs> so be a little more specific. Be a little more specific. So yes, I saw that Snapchat. That was amazing. That was better than the fact that you had the same items as me and they weren't in a sack. But you had a box of crackers. What were what kind of crackers were they? Uh, they were like uh, Mary's uh, sea salt crackers. Gluten-free. Mary's Thin. sea salt gluten-free crackers. Thin, right? So I see the yeah. box... And on the buy, and you're telling me you're holding this sealed box, and you're telling me in the Snapchat that you purchased a back of a box of crackers, and I'm looking at the box, and it says thin crackers. So now I'm thinking, well, he's just—they're really—they're probably really lightweight and thin, and he's not. And I guess now that I'm saying it out loud, you probably shook the box and didn't hear anything, and that would lead to the <laughs> fact that there's nothing in it as well. I didn't think of that until this exact second in my brain i was picturing you holding a box of super thin crackers and it could theoretically be very light or lighter than usual because they're thin and and maybe you just thought there wasn't anything in there but nonetheless yeah i guess you you could have shaken the box you had a box of crackers when you opened it it was completely sealed and there was nothing in it there wasn't even an empty sack not an empty bag, just nothing. Just, just it was a box. How just do you box. get a box? That's crazy. What did you do? Did you make a phone call to Mary? I did not. Uh, actually, all I did was uh, go to my app for Neighborhood Market and got my refund back for that particular item. I, I made no other stink about it. I moved on. <laughs> 
I I recorded it. Yeah, I know. I know. You would have done more, and I get it. I did not. I did not. I don't take those extra steps. It's too much of a headache. I didn't want to deal with anything else. I just found it amazing. I think it's the first time. And how does a picker not pick up that box and realize that it's an empty box that he's picking up, which also annoys me. But again, I didn't want to make any more stink of it. I recorded it for the snap. And then we moved on. I got my refund and then I run the story. I didn't even think about the fact that the picker should have known that that alone infuriates me that this picker picked up a box. How did the person who put it on the shelf not notice? How did the employee at the factory who may have handled that box and put it inside of another box? How did the individual at the grocery store who says, oh, it's time for me to go stock the shelves. I need four boxes of Mary's thin crackers to put on and picked up three other boxes along with this one and didn't notice there was nothing in it. And then you've got the picker who picked it up and put it. There's so many hands that probably touched this box. Yeah. Empty box of crackers that should have made sound and had weight to it. That was absolutely empty. First of all, also, you got to start thinking about the show, William. You got to think about the show when things like this happen. You got to create content. You can't just, yeah, I just went and got a refund and forgot all about it. <laughs> Fuck you. No, Whoa. sir. You Whoa. need to call Mary. You need to call Walmart. You need to find out who touched that box and didn't report it. We gotta figure things out. You can't just refunding me. Your, you know, your impression of me at the beginning of the show was much kinder. This particular one was not, not real nice. Um, and I will say, everything you're saying is a good point. I should be creating content at all times in my mind. I gotta get in that mindset. Secondly, I do want to say, as soon as I touched the box. I knew that there was no contents inside the box. So, yes, everybody before that should have also known the same thing. I immediately took it to the bedroom. I handed it to my wife. <laughs> I said, feel this. Feel this. And she took it in her hand. She's like, is this empty? I'm like, yes, it's empty. <sighs> I once had a bag of Fritos, just regular plain Fritos. This is back in the days of ITC Influent when we worked together. I had a box, a sack of uh, Fritos out of the vending machine. No salt. No salt. <laughs> Hear me. No salt. I don't know. I don't know if this is registering. A bag of Fritos. No salt. You know what I did? I called those motherfuckers. I called the number on the back of the sack. And I was like, hi, nice lady who answered the phone. I blew her mind when I told her I, I opened a bag of Fritos with no salt. She was like, no salt? And I was like, exactly. No salt. Fritos without salt are disgusting. Don't eat Fritos without salt. I had a bag of Fritos. I called. That's what you do. You got to call Mary. You got to let them know. It's all right. That's crazy so to me. You, so you've been creating content for 15 years now based off of your Fritos story there. That's correct. I was way before my time. Way before my time. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That's great. I think that's a fantastic sat gate from Arkansas. Thank you, William, for, for experiencing that. I'm sorry you had to go through that with the crackers. I think that's fantastic. Um, and uh, I'm happy to hear that Walmart is not sacking your things. Um, so now we can put them through the true test of sat gate by putting in the comments uh, that you like everything sacked and see what happens. Yeah. 
that will be the the next thing that we do. We'll probably we'll we'll plan that for the next week. So be ready, folks. A week from today, you're gonna hear part two of Satgate, Arkansas. Yeah. Hey, now let me. I feel like you said something a while back that you don't even drink Coke. I don't. Who? What happens to the Coke if you've got a? Does the wife drink Coke? No, no, no. Well, I, I, I've gone ahead and drank the Coke. I mean, I'm not going to waste it. So yeah, no, we don't. We don't drink a lot of Coca-Cola products in this house. We 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 stick with the water and coffee and alcohol, um, and that's about it. So that's that just shows your dedication to the pod, and I appreciate you, William. Thank you Absolutely. for 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 going through this where you're drinking these six beverages that normally you wouldn't pollute your body with but yeah, you're willing calories, 55 grams of carbs oof, oof. Uh, all, all in my system, all in my system. <laughs> you're drinking things that can kill corrosion like battery corrosion i can dump it on my battery and eat away the acid you can dump it in a toilet and clean a toilet can't you i'm pretty sure that this magic elixir can get rid of rust and you're yeah, dumping yeah. it inside of your gullet for yeah. us, yeah. for the oh, listener. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do. It's for it's for the people, Douglas. It's for yeah. It's for it's for the people. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's yeah. a shame that you couldn't think to call Mary up whenever there's no crackers in the box for the people as well. But baby steps, yeah. you're doing the coke, and I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And that's my <laughs> create content. Create content. Create, create content. content. Uh, where are we at on time? Always record, Douglas. Always record. Uh, we're at 57 minutes, Douglas. That leads us to our next game or our next topic. Death or alive. Ooh, death or alive. Death or alive. Ooh, death or alive. So we were, we had another caller um, that left us a voicemail. Um, in regards to this game that gave us a couple of examples of what to do. Um, an interesting name from this gentleman, Stan Bill Chadwick. Stan Bill Chadwick. Stan Bill Chadwick called and gave us three individuals. Um, I don't remember what uh, one of them was. Chubby Checker, Marvin Gaye, and another individual. We're going to play Dead or Alive! with um, some of the people that we've got. The first one we're going to go with is Chubby Checker. Dead or alive, so, I feel like Chubby Checker has died in the last year, but I also feel that I may be uh, mixing them up with another musician, uh, but I believe he died in St. Louis. I think he was over 90. It's possible that I'm confused by the name Chubby Checker, and I may be thinking of the name Fats Domino. Is there someone named Fats Domino? Yes. Uh, as well, I, I feel like maybe that I maybe have the my Dominoes and my Checkers, my Fat and my Chubby mixed up here. Uh, but I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and say that Chubby Checker has indeed passed away within the last year in St. Louis, Missouri. I always enjoy how you specify when. Like you, you go in. You're like, not only did they die, I'll tell you when they did it. It was February of 2000. And uh, chubby checker. First of all, that's hilarious that you got your fats and chubbies and your dominoes and checkers screwed up. Um, 
Chubich. That is a real person, Fast Domino. Chubby Checker, I don't know this either. I don't have a lot to go on like you just did. I'm just going to go simply with Chubby Checker is still alive. I feel like I would have heard that Chubby Checker was dead. I don't know. So you said that Chubby Checker is passed away, correct? That is correct. And I'm thinking that Chubby Checker is alive. Let's find out. Chubby Checker, Wikipedia, Chubby Checker, born October 3rd, 1941. Well, he's definitely already not as old as I thought he was. He's not even 80 yet. Uh, Chubby Checker is still alive, 79 years old. Chubby Checker is still alive. And the first thing I notice on here, that's hilarious. Um, Looking at his Wikipedia, took piano lessons. He entertained his classmates for performing vocal impressions of popular entertainers of the day, such as Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis Presley, and Fats Domino. (laughs) (laughs) So did Chubby Checker get his stage name by... Like making it similar to Fats Domino, then do we know how Chubby Checker got his name? We don't, but that's that's maybe, yeah. He did impressions. Um, he's popular for doing the twist dance style now. Early life, Chubby Checker was born, he did that, he was raised there, he mimicked <laughs> this guy 19 and the hundreds, and then nope, I don't know. Moving on to the next one. Chubby Checker is still alive. That makes me one. William Zero. What was the next one? Marvin Gaye? I know this. I I know. This is pretty obvious. He's dead, right? This is the easiest dead or alive uh, name that we've had. Uh, Marvin Gaye was murdered. By his father. by, By his father in the early 80s. Uh, just to go with the date there. So yeah, he's been, he's been dead for many years. This is a very well-known story. Marvin Gaye, he is dead. One of the yeah. greatest singers of all time. He has passed away. Absolutely. So we knew that one. We knew that one. Um, so while I was in the hospital, uh, one of the things that we watched, uh, Moms and I, was Twister. Great movie, Twister. Which made me think, and I don't know i feel like i do know but then again i don't know i came up and and thought about bill paxton is bill paxton dead or alive i all right well douglas i I have to tell do you want to go ahead and give your guessing go ahead you already know i think he's dead i feel Uh, like i was gonna say this is probably the second easiest dead or alive that we've had so yeah, Bill Paxton's yeah. When did he pass away? And what happened? Why did he? He wasn't very old, was he? He was not very old, and I don't know when he died. I don't know either one of those or why he died. So those I don't know. I just know that he died because Twister is a very very popular movie in this household, and we always cry about the fact that he's no longer with us. In early 2017, Paxton stated in an interview with Mark Marin on What the Fuck with Mark Marin. That's what the WTF stands for, right? What the fuck? That is correct. Um, that he had a damaged heart valve, which resulted from rheumatic fever, which he contracted at the age of 13. Paxton underwent open heart surgery to repair the damaged heart valve in his a- and his aorta on February 14th, 2017, 11 days later on the 25th at age 61, he died of a stroke. 
So the anniversary of his death was uh, last week. Yeah, Bill Paxton passed away um, due to that. I thought I knew that, but I wasn't sure. So we're not going to count that one. We we both knew, <laughs> right? We knew. I think we knew. That, that okay. one doesn't count. Okay. I had I had one more, which is Philip Seymour, but we both know that, right? Everybody knows that. That would be the third easiest <laughs> dead or alive that we have had on this show. He died from a heroin overdose. Correct. Yeah. And okay, so I lied. And I have one other one because of watching <laughs> TV in the hospital, which was one of those, oh, what is it? Special victims unit special with iced tea. Yeah. Yeah, SVU. Yeah, SVU. So I was forced to watch that. I don't like that show at all. Um, Richard Belzer is now. This is one I don't know. Richard Belzer. He's a, he was one of the detectives. One of the guys. He has the glasses. He was partners or is partners with Ice T. I honestly don't know about Richard Belzer. Are we saying this show is no longer on TV? I don't watch the show to begin with. I got caught watching a damn marathon um, of this special victims unit show because they were doing um, golden because the Golden Globes. So unbeknownst to me, this show had a lot of special guest uh, stars um, that were famous actors from uh, Golden Globes that have won Golden Globes or been nominated from Golden Globes that are movie stars, not really known for television. And so it was a marathon, Golden Globes special edition marathon, and my mom loves that show, and well, she's in the hospital, so you kind of got to let her have her way with the controller. Can't just be like, no, sorry, mom, not going to watch that. Um, So, yeah, so that's it. I don't know. I don't know if the show's still on. I don't know anything about it. I just know that Ice-T and Richard Belzer are in it, and I was watching it, and I was like, holy shit, I don't know if Richard Belzer's alive or dead. This would be good for the game. All right. Well, uh, you ha- you have me doubting myself. I figured this was still a show, and Ice T is still making bank from it. Um, and I figured that Richard Belzer would also still be his partner, unless he's gone to other things like death. So I'm going to say he's still alive and well. Yeah, I'm going with alive as well. I don't have any real reasons because, well, the reason is I don't know that he's passed away. So I'm going with that. Richard Belzer, born August fourth. 1944 in Bridgeport, Connecticut is still alive. Richard Bells are still alive. Older, much older than I thought he was. He is 76 years old and is still doing the damn thing. Good for him. Hey, I'm seeing that he is uh, Henry Winkler's cousin. How about that? Little, How about little, little that? For you. Well, there's a little, little for you. fun fact, ladies and gentlemen. A little, a little, little fun fact there to end the dead or alive. Hey, dead or alive, Henry Winkler. Oh, is that is that? Are you going? Is that a dead or alive, Henry Winkler? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, bring it up. Is he is he dead or is he alive? Is that Fonzie? Is that Fonz? That's the Fonz. Oh, because because I liked the television show with uh, the Fonz, um, uh, the Terry Bradshaw, uh, Captain uh, from from <laughs> I can't think of his name, 
Uh, he, Star Trek, the captain from Star Trek. What's his old ass name? That old. He's like 138. Nimoy. Who? Nimoy. Nimoy? No, n- not Spock. Nimoy? No, not Spock. The okay. the mate, Captain know. Kirk. I got nothing. Okay. Captain Kirk. Oh, William Captain Shatner. William Shatner. Do you know what show I'm talking about? There was a show where these old dudes. No. Yeah, and then a young and a comedian. I can't think of it. He was he was, um, according to TMZ, the number one source for all news. Um, he was dating, um, Jesus, Kristen Cavallari. <laughs> you know who that is? Jay Cutler? Jay, no, Jay Cutler was Kristen Cavallari's ex-husband. Uh, okay. There's a comedian that she's been tied to that was on the show as well. Terry Bradshaw, the young comedian, um, Captain Kirk, Henry Winkler, and uh, George Foreman. They would all take their old asses out of the, out of the country to like Japan or foreign lands, and they would travel and do things. And uh, it was stupid and hilarious. So that's why I thought, I think that Henry Winkler is still alive because I feel like he was on that show not too long ago and I haven't seen anything. I think for sure the Fonz is still alive. All right. I've never heard of that show. I I mean, it doesn't even ring a bell. He was on a show uh, with the comedian from Saturday Night Live that I can't think of. It's an HBO series. Uh, really great show. He plays an assassin. Not oh. He plays a, a drama teacher in that show. Um, but I can't think of the comedian's name. I'm drawing blanks. Uh, Bill yeah, Hader. Based off of that, now, Bill Hader, great job. Great show. You should check it out if you haven't. Uh, based off of that, Henry Winkler, yes, still alive. Henry Winkler, born October 30th, 1945, um, on the west side of Manhattan. West side, Manhattan. It specifies West Side, comma Manhattan, comma New York. Is that is there? Okay, never mind. West Side Manhattan is <laughs> still alive. Henry Winkler's still alive. Good, 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 good. Did you have any? I hogged that up. I took all of them. I feel like you had some. I'm sorry. Who were your dead alive people? Go, 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 go. No, 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 no. I, I brought I brought forth Henry Winkler. We're good. All right, that's it. That's it. We're done. We're done. That was Dead or Alive. Thanks for playing Dead or Alive. And thanks to uh, Stan, Bill, Chadwick, and Amzie for calling in for a second week in a row. I enjoy Amzie's calls. She should probably be a co-host. She seems to make a lot more sense than what we do, although that may not be the goal that we're trying to go with there. But uh, we appreciate the phone calls. Absolutely. We want more phone calls. Call them in. Call them in. Leave the voicemails. We appreciate it. We love hearing from you. Um, those of you guys that listen, thanks for listening. Thanks to Luke and Luth, Lucas, Lucas and Lewis. Jesus Christ. Thanks for everybody that listens. William, do you have anything you'd like to add? Are we doing green books? Are we going to throw a green book in here? I got my green book. Are we doing that? Let's do uh, Yeah, go ahead. Okay, point. Obvious signs. We did that one already. Turn my page. Point. Does the PP dance really help? Have I done that one yet? I think so. It sounds familiar. What do you have? Uh, what What does the plus minus stat in hockey mean? Oh, what does it mean? I still don't know. I don't understand hockey. Hmm. Point, turn the page. Off, cut off shorts. Why are they so damn attractive? <laughs> Apparently, I think cutoff shorts are attractive. That's got to be. Let me just go ahead and clarify real quickly. I don't find that cutoff shorts are attractive on all people. I have a feeling people. It it has to do with the person wearing. 
<laughs> well, according to this, cutoff shorts, comma, why are they so damn attractive? <laughs> so you just think cutoff shorts. In 2004, Doug it thoroughly enjoyed cutoff shorts and thought that they were attractive. Hmm. Go, go, point, go, uh, open, point, turn, point, read. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's the fascination with women and jewelry? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. What's the fascination with women and jewelry? Are you referring to them as individuals? Like, I don't understand why people are fascinated with women. Are you saying, I don't understand why you're also, people are fascinated with jewelry? Are you talking about the combination together? Are you talking about women and their fascination with jewelry? Are you talking about an individual who's fascinated with a woman and jewelry at the same time? What does that question mean? This would be a good question for 2004, me, (laughs) who is being fresh off a breakup, and he would be able to tell you. (laughs) As of right now, I do not know. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Green Book. Thanks for listening to episode 12 of Off the Rails with Will and Doug. We appreciate it. Have over to our have over. Have over to our Facebook page, Off the Rails with Will and Doug. Leave us a message. Go ahead and leave a voicemail on the podcast by clicking on see more under the about section and then clicking on the voicemail link. Thank you everybody for listening. William, anything you'd like to add? Uh, Doug, I just want to say that I really did read it as uninformed instead of uniformed. And yes, I was dumber than you at that moment. Yeah! Woo! All right. That's a great way to end the show. Thanks for listening. Will, thanks for joining me this evening. Thank you, Douglas. We're Doug and Will and we are off the rail. 